Welcome to the Inside the Post-Dispatch podcast, the podcast that brings you inside the Post-Dispatch newsroom. I'm reporter David Hun. With me today is St. Louis County reporter Jeremy Kohler. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, David. <laughs> it's good to have you on. Also with us is economic development reporter Jacob Barker. Jacob, thanks for being here. Hey, David. So uh, let's jump in. This has been an absolutely incredible uh, week, or, or more than that, perhaps. Uh, you guys want to catch us up, catch readers up on kind of what's happened over the past why don't you start with Monday? <laughs> Monday Monday morning at 9 o'clock, uh, essentially between 9 and 9.30 in the morning, uh, County Executive Steve Stenger resigned his position and was indicted on a three-count uh, indictment uh, handed up by a federal grand jury alleging mail fraud uh, and bribery uh, and theft of honest services for uh, – for basically accused of steering county contracts to some of his donors. And, and I think just pause for a second. I mean, we had been hearing about this kind of stuff for weeks, months, Jeremy, Jacob, how long? Uh, I mean, it's, it's been, you know, since 2016 that there's been questions about uh, some of the, the contracts that have gone to donors of St. Louis County Executive Steve Stenger. Um, and you two have been writing stories for that long or longer? I mean, it goes back to probably the first major contract that we wrote about was Steve Gigerich wrote about the election board. So former yeah. St. Louis Post in early 2016. Mm-hmm. Steve Gigerich wrote about the election. What was that one? Summarize it real quick. Uh, it was a contract for election equipment that went to uh, someone who had donated to Stenger's campaign. It was uh, Scott. The company was connected to Scott Lindecker, um, and it was not long after that that uh, the first. Donations were recorded for the owners of Northwest Plaza, which, of course, got the the landmark uh, county office complex in in St. Anne. Uh, and so, it's really been probably close to three years that we've been covering that trend of the most generous donors to Stenger's campaign getting county contracts. So, and we we had been hearing for weeks prior to the indictment that this kind of thing that the feds were investigating. And that this could happen, of course, you know we can't really do anything until we know for sure. And sure enough, Monday morning the indictment comes out. Um, we hear super early, and you guys had stories up in moments. I mean, I think I think you had a story up at nine thirty in the morning. I'm guessing we did. Well, we there was quite a bit of background that we had, you know, that we had, we had written so many stories about. Um, and of course, you mentioned you know hints of a federal investigation. County council members last summer uh, as much as said that their sources were telling them that there was an investigation, that the CEO of the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership had been tailed by federal agents. And so, um, you know, we, we, of course, can confirm that, but, um, but certainly there were indications that, that there was interest. Okay. Give us the main points of the indictment. Jacob, you want to tackle it? Um, a, a lot of it centers on uh, contracts through the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership, which we first reported um, in August 2017, um, a land deal with uh, John Rollo. And, uh, Who's John Rollo? Uh, he, he is connected to a family um, that, that used to be more influential in St. Louis politics, uh, uh, Rollo Construction. Uh, they were kind of bigger in the 80s and 90s. Um, but anyway, he was, he, other than that, he's kind of was mostly unknown. Um, you know, he's a businessman. He was an insurance guy. And that's what, what 
some of the indictment says, he, he basically donated to Steve Stenger uh, right when he was, a, he was still running in 2014 and uh, was hoping to get an insurance contract out of it with the county. He, he was an insurance broker, and, and Stenger agreed to try to help him get that. Um, I don't believe that ever actually went through, though, right, Jeremy? It, it doesn't appear that the insurance contract was ever awarded. No, it, uh, it seems like it went back and forth where it was, but I don't think it was ever awarded. Right. And that was kind of a source of tension, like, when is it happening? This yeah. isn't what we talked about. Right. And, and so, what did the indictment actually say on that back and forth between Rollo and Stenger? They they apparently had a lot of texts back and forth, you know, like uh, he, he continues donating and he says, what what's going on with the insurance contract? And Stenger says, you know, I'm talking to my people about trying to do it. It, it ultimately didn't go through. There was a county employee who um, appeared to kind of be standing in the middle of it. There were other bids, um, you know, and it, it didn't go through. So they turned their attention to the St. Louis County Port Authority, which is, uh, you know, had been relatively low key. Um, but it gets a lot of money from the casino rental payments, gets like four or five million dollars a year. And Rollo sets up this LLC called Cardinal Creative Consulting and um, basically gets a hundred thousand dollar marketing contract, you know, dressed up as putting the region in a better light post Ferguson. Uh, but the guy doesn't have any marketing experience. They, you know, we reported that uh, early last year, February 2018. Um, it was a contract that was ordered in 2016, and they Montel Williams was involved. That was their like explanation to me when I asked him about it. Was well, you know, he's friends with Montel Williams, so Montel Williams helped. And Montel Williams wrote an op-ed at one point that they pointed to where they mentioned St. Louis County and Steve uh, Sanger. He he misspelled uh, Steve Stenger's name in that, but. Um, yeah, so that, sure that endeared himself to the <laughs> county executive. <laughs> yeah. We got our money's worth on that. <laughs> right. Is there any is there any indication either in the indictment or outside of the indictment that Rollo, this cr- creative marketing company, actually did any work? Oh, the indictment explicitly says he did not do any work. He did not do any work yeah. at all. He, so he he made up reports saying that he, he did work. There was one point where employees of the partnership said, "Hey, this report is exactly the same as last month's report. Could you like change it a little so it looks different?" They did not. Yeah, that's that's in the indictment. So they knew what was happening. It it appears so. I mean, it appears this was this was designed to um, give a contract to a donor, um, you know, with without any any work being done. And is this this is kind of the backbone of the indictment, right? Is this relationship between Rollo and Stanger? For for the most part, uh, and you see Rallo pushing back, you know, uh, almost demanding and bullying when you know how how is this going to happen? And Stenger and his associates trying to find creative ways to 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 make it happen. Is this the only? I'm a, I mean, I know the answer to this. This is not the only time that we've heard of this kind of thing happening. It's not, and as you just described, it's not the only time we've reported this kind of thing happening. Why do you guys suppose the What's happening with those other cases? Are the feds interested? I mean, we obviously don't know, but what do you think? Well, to to prove uh, pay-to-play crime happened, uh, that you need evidence of quid pro quo. You need an actual evidence that a deal was made. And, and you know, we don't know that those types of agreements happened on these other deals. Um, just the presence of campaign contributions and a contract itself does not necessarily lead up to a crime, but the... FBI and the U.S. Postal Inspection, Inspection Service and other federal federal agents were able to get that type of evidence on the on the Rallo contracts. Yeah. Much much of it 
text messages between Sheila Sweeney, who was the CEO of the partnership, um, who was fired in, in December, um, and, and Stenger as well. So, And then later on, recordings. Yes. With, right. with Between Stenger and some of his top aides. So, Jeremy, you already said the fallout of this, to, in, in one sense, was uh, Stenger quitting, resigning on right. Monday. Uh, almost at the same time that the indictment was unsealed. Right. I think they were intended to occur at the same time, may have actually. Okay. But what else has happened now? I mean, where do, where does the county stand? Is it complete turmoil? I mean, what's what are, what's going on there now? Well, uh, what you've seen, you know, going back to 2016, 2017, Stenger, and uh, even though the Democrats had a uh, a majority on the council, Stenger had a terrible relationship, and it only got worse. And we kept saying, how could it get worse? Day by day, it did. Uh, it was actually Stenger's use of the Port Authority back uh, three years ago as kind of an end run around the council that was one of the original sources of tension between him and the council. Um, he used the Port Authority to purchase the the sites at the Jamestown Mall above uh, uh, planned by uh, Councilman uh, Rochelle Gray. Um, and so um, you've seen a lot of distrust between, um, between the four Democrats especially. It was the and the and three Republicans, it was really the, that sort of mutual enemy in Stenger that brought, you know, at least six and then lately seven council members together. Um, and so they the council had already been trying to remove Stenger from office. Um, Stenger at one point uh, late in the year into this year had skipped several of the council's meetings. The council tried to go to the prosecuting attorney and have Stenger removed as county executive under the theory that he had abandoned the county. Um, and so it, everything was really set up for, you know, wh when the indictment occurred, for Sam Page to ascend to county executive. Now he can say he wasn't sure, you know, he wanted the job, but, um, you know, he he's kind of been painted as like the the anti Steve, Steve painted himself as the anti Steve Stenger for for a long time, and now he has come into office. He has basically fired everyone that was close to Stenger who was still around. A lot of them had already resigned. Uh, and this afternoon, as we talk on, on Thursday morning, uh, they're, they're planning to uh, have some kind of event today or a, a message to county employees that encourages whistleblowing. Wow. Um, we saw all along, all along during um, Stenger's, we see through public records now, there were people who were trying to stand up to some of these contracts. You saw uh, Nick Gardner um, in the Parks Department uh, who... He was one of you who said that the uh, by entering the contract with Northwest Plaza, we're entering a deal with the devil. And he ended up leaving for a job in Washington. Now the indictment saw um, Director of Administration Pamela Reitz had tried to and apparently did block the insurance contract with Rallo. Uh, Mike Chapman, Stenger's uh, one of Stenger's earliest uh, director of operations, uh, also getting in the way. And Stenger, his texts show that he was happy that Chapman was gone now that they could move forward on some of the deals with Rollo. Uh, and so at least publicly what the new county executive Sam Page uh, is saying is that, you know, we're not going to tolerate pay to play politics anymore. These types of deals are not going to uh, going to occur anymore. Uh, we're going to value the the wit, the the experience of county employees. Um, and so uh, and so he's 
you know, he's really painted himself as the as the complete alternative to Stenger. I mean, we're also seeing kind of this incredible change in just the leadership of the county, right? So, I mean, just list for us real quick how many people have left or been removed. Well, virtually Stenger's entire administration is So is, Chief of Staff Bill gone. Miller is gone. He resigned two weeks ago. Um, top aide Jeff Wagner is gone. Yes, he, he resigned. He was actually asked to resign uh, the day of the transition. The two employees who were named in the original subpoena, uh, Lance Lacombe and Patty Hageman. Lacombe resigned uh, a week or two before we wrote about that. It was right after Miller resigned. And Patty Hageman resigned 15 minutes before Stanger resigned. On Monday. On Monday. Both with ties to the merger idea, Better Together. Correct. Um, the communications staff, I, th- I think we Cordo Whitlock is gone, but Paul Hample stays. Is that right? That's right. What, 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 do we know anything why that, why that happened that way? I really don't. Okay. I really don't. So total turnover and what we call the ninth floor, right? Right. Um, so, uh, very few people stayed, if any, well, one, we know of one. Um, that means that uh, Sam Page now has to pick an entirely new leadership team. Yeah, and he's and he's done that. His chief of staff is a guy named Winston Calvert. He's kind of been uh, behind the scenes for for quite a while. He's an attorney in Ladue, um, also works in public relations. Um, he had been the city councilor before for a very short time, actually following Patty Hageman. Um, as city councilor, she had worked for under Slay. Under Slay, I think Patty was the the city councilor for ten or eleven years, and then uh, Winston was city councilor yeah. for less than a year. So he, under he also worked for Senator Jamila Nasheed's uh, campaign recently for St. Louis Board of Aldermen President. Calvert did, yeah, yeah. and she lost. She read did. read one. Read one. Yeah. So okay. Um, so, all right. Interesting. Any other key people to note? Mike Chapman, who. Had he had been Colleen Wassinger's legislative aide before he worked for Stenger, and then after leaving Stenger's administration, went back to Colleen. Um, Who was a West West County St. Louis County Council, right? uh, And uh, and also a Republican. Um, So he's worked on both sides of the aisle, Uh, and Mike has pretty strong ties to to the county council members on both sides. Um, So he's he's going. to Stanger's office, and I don't know what his title is going to be yet. Now, um, Page's office, right? I'm sorry, Page's office. Right. Thank you. Uh, okay, and and uh, and there's more fallout than that. Uh, Jacob, you wrote a story. Well, it's Thursday today, um, showing relationships between some of the folks indicted. Uh, I'm sorry, some of the folks named in the indictment. Uh, I mean, what is this connection with somebody named John Cross and? Uh, William Lacey Clay, right? Um, well, so in in the indictment, there's a couple of pages as a passage. It, it um, the the Port Authority contract that went to John Rollo. There was always something weird about it because the board and Rollo Rollo bid a hundred thousand dollars, got it. The board approved a hundred thousand dollars, but when I actually got the documents, he was actually paid a hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and it it just seems like the partnership decided to add that on. There was no authorization. They later reported it to the board in like December of that year. But um, it was always really strange. They never would explain to me what happened. Um, We never really had an answer until we got this indictment. And apparently Stenger directed Sweeney 
Uh, uh, Sheila, Sheila Sweeney, the right. head of the partnership who, who led the Port Authority, yep. to find a way to repay this political operative uh, who's, ident- who's only identified in the indictment as J.C. Um, people in politics uh, tell me that that is uh, likely John Cross. Um, and so this Sweeney figures, all right, so I can, I can pay John Cross. I'll tack $30,000 onto this contract. She tells Rollo, listen, just send this thirty grand to John Cross to repay him. Stenger wants him repaid. Stenger wanted him repaid for work on his 2014 campaign. John Cross has longtime ties to Congressman Lacey Clay. Um, he's on uh, the, the board of, a, of an organization with the, the Reverend Ronald Bobo, who's a longtime Clay um, ally, uh, both him and his father when he held that seat. Um, John Cross, he, he does fundraising outreach, Clay's uh, uh, PACs, uh, uh, political action committees, his leadership political action committee often pays Cross for um, voter outreach and, and different political operations in, in the St. Louis area. Um, so pa- pause there for a second. So let's just make sure we're understanding this right. So you're saying that the indictment shows this connection where Stanger directs Sheila Sweeney to pay Cross twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars out of a marketing contract with Rollo. St- Stenger just says, figure out a way to pay back Cross. Sheila says, aha, all right, we've got this marketing contract. Um, we'll, we'll but Cross t- didn't do anything for the Port Authority. No, 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 no. And, and Cross didn't do anything for this contract. And the understand it says in the indictment, the understanding was that he would not do any work as part of this contract. He was just going to get paid from Rollo's contract. For work that he then it was payback for his efforts in 2014 to get out the vote so, for Steve Stanger. So again, just to be clear with listeners here, we're talking about a situation where, according to the indictment, Stanger directs the county taxpayer money to pay a guy who helped him on a campaign. Yes, yes, um, and that's that's what happened. John Cross was was paid. Um, he was supposed to be paid thirty thousand. Rollo only paid him twenty-five thousand, apparently, according to the indictment. Uh, it's not really explained why he only paid him twenty-five thousand. And not only that, and this isn't in the indictment, but our reporting from the last couple of days showed uh, John Cross was also hired at the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership for a year as a project manager and paid sixty thousand um, dollars. It's a kind of a. It wasn't clear what what he did, but he was on there for a year. As Any an idea? Do we know anything of what work he did? Um, I heard, it wasn't in the story today, but I heard he, he uh, reported to the person who was in charge of the, the Promise Zone, which is the area of uh, North City and North County that, that's supposed to help us get federal contracts and stuff, and, and that's run out of the, the partnership. Um, but, but that's all I know. He was only there for, for a year, and his title was just the pretty vague project manager. So I'll put you guys on the spot here for a second, and feel free to just decline if you'd like. Um, it seems like everybody's talking about if there are more indictments coming. Do we, do we have any? Do we know anything about that, or can we just not even guess right now? Well, the assistant U.S. attorney said the investigation was ongoing, um, which suggests if to it us wasn't ongoing, then they might have said so. So I, I think it's possible that there are more to come. And is there there's some pattern in naming folks? So sometimes when they when they name folks indictments straight up, that's kind of a bad sign for those folks. And when they're more like initials, that's maybe a sign that they're, I mean, do we know anything about this? Am I just completely being ridiculous right now? 
I don't know. I, I would hesitate to, to guess. try to guess you got it. As, Fair enough. as to what happened, uh, what, hey, what, what will happen. Before we close, how are you two holding up? I know that both of you have been working insane hours. I just, I frankly can't imagine how you two are, are, are holding together right now. I'm Jeremy do- does most of the work. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> this is the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it's the Super Bowl for like the last how many, I mean, for a long time, right? I mean, you guys are working ridiculous hours. It has been. It's been a busy quarter. Let's put it, it that been way. A busy quarter for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I cannot praise your reporting enough. Um, everybody that I talk to praises your reporting. I mean, I just think you guys have done incredible work. So, thanks. Thanks for back at you, David. Yeah. 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 Well, on this subject, you all are king. Uh, thank you guys both for being on the show. Um, anything else you want to add before we? Say to our listeners, thank you for listening. Support local journalism. Subscribe. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Um, we, it's so cheap to subscribe. I just, there's, and, you know, and people care so much about this kind of information. I just don't see any reason for folks. It's like 99 cents to get a subscription for at least the first while. And then, you know, if, if you don't like it, you don't have to keep going. But it would be very helpful. So on that note... Uh, you can find more episodes as well as other Post-Dispatch podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, or at stltoday.com backslash podcasts. You can continue to support the journalism we're doing at the Post-Dispatch by going to stltoday.com slash subscribe. Digital subscriptions start at just 99 cents for the first month, eliminating the pop-ups and surveys. Again, that's stltoday.com slash subscribe.